Hello there, and welcome back to the Purpose Map Podcast. I'm Casey Berglund, your host, the founder of Worthy and Well. And in this episode, I'll be guiding one of our community members through an experience that she's going through right now. We dig into questions around navigating change and finding realignment after feeling like you're off your path or like there's a new path emerging. This guest speaks to a very common thing that I see in my practice, and that is in some ways the trauma that can come with having a gift, being gifted. So often we don't own what we're here for or do what we're meant to do in the world because we have had an early experience at some point that it's not safe to do so. I'm thinking about myself in this moment, about just my own intuitive gifts, my own way of seeing truth, illuminating truth, how I was sort of taught to question it or not value it or see it as something that was valid. So today's guest really shares her experience of knowing her gifts uh, and really digging into what was it that she got lost in as a child? And how did she learn to cut that off and to not own it? And this discovery that she goes through is so, so critical to helping her realign with her purpose and get on the next sort of path and follow the, the calling. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Of course, in our coaching sessions or our guidance sessions with community members, we protect the identity of our community members. So we don't state names or any identifying pieces. And in that, I know that those of you who are having questions right now about what you're here to do in the world, what you're meant for, I know that you'll definitely resonate with this episode. All right. Enjoy. Here we go. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I'm wondering if you'd be open to taking a few breaths with me before we begin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So if it feels safe and comfortable for you, you can close your eyes and take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Just notice how that feels. We'll do it two more times. Inhale. And exhale. One more time. And then allow your eyes to softly open. What would you love to dig into today? I am finding myself in a pivotal place of change. Mm. Um, I don't want to say unexpectedly, but it's something that's really front and center and I'm needing to deal with <laughs> deal with it and so um the idea around what I believed was my purpose and working towards that really changing and reconciling how I feel about that and how I'm going to potentially like make this transition or change mm. um yeah I guess just fears or worry or I don't know just around that so yeah. I'm really, really hearing that you're navigating change and feeling called into perhaps a different direction that um, is off from what the direction you thought you were going in 
was. Mm -hmm. And that's bringing up some fear, some worry, some Mm -hmm. doubt and other Mm -hmm. sensations. It sounds like too. So given that we have about 45 minutes around this topic of navigating change and maybe navigating some of the thoughts, feelings, sensations around that change, what specifically would you love to receive by the end of our time together today? I think just like any level of validation that I'm on the right path. Whether my path is changing or not, just feeling secure and that I'm supported and I'm going in a good direction for me. Right. I understand it's going to take time, but yeah, just whether that's feeling spiritually supported, supported by even you, like it doesn't really matter, like just feeling support on some level um, would be really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how will you know that you've really received the support and validation that you're here for? What will that look like, feel like? What, how will you know? Um, I'll arrive at more clarity. I'm not saying things will be entirely clear. I'll have like a very specific direction, but just knowing that even if I go from 5% clarity to 10%, like that's even, um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Cause when I really like sit and I can listen and like work through things, clarity always comes. And so mm, yeah, talking to someone's helpful in this moment right now, if you were to ask yourself, like, how clear am I on a scale from one to 10, where one is not that clear at all, and 10 is like 100% clarity? Mm-hmm. How would you rate your level of clarity right now? Yeah, so this is my, that's actually a fantastic question. I feel like that's kind of where things are <laughs> interesting, because if you're asking me um, on like the physical plane in the here and now, my clarity feels like it's maybe 20%. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're asking me like on a soul level, like, I don't even need to think about it. Like I know what feels right and I know where I need to be. And um, so I guess it's like just my own personal beliefs or conditioning that's causing me to feel really stuck. Um, How do I admit to myself, let alone admit to others that like I'm making this really big change. I just feel like the direction I thought I was going to go, I've talked about for such a long time and I've been, well, I believed I was really invested in, And now that's just really come to light that, no. So first I need to reconcile just with myself. How do I get through this? And then also being okay with sharing that. Mm. Because of course my choices impact more than just myself. And yet I know I can't proceed until I'm okay with where I'm going. Right. Yeah, I heard I heard a couple different things there in what you shared. Uh, It was really interesting how you talked about on a very like human sort of 3D plane, you feel 20% clear, so a two out of 10. And on this bigger picture, spiritual, connected, holistic plane, it sounded like you were much more clear, like a 10 out of 10, even like Mm -hmm. you feel like you're guided. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the the human plane clarity hasn't quite caught up. Like, what does that mean in terms of actions, next steps, how you live out your physical existence? Mm -hmm. Does that feel accurate as a reflection? Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then you also shared a couple of elements, like um, it sounds like it's really important for you to come to that type of clarity within yourself first. And then it's also important for you to be able to communicate that out or share it with other people. Um, That feels like an accurate reflection back as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So what we're after here is 
helping you navigate this change and specifically a change related to your sense of purpose, contribution, your path, your direction. And by the end of this, you'll know that you're successful by feeling more clear uh, on a human level, maybe more than a two out of 10 clear. Yeah. 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 And um, in some way, a sense of inner clarity first that could then be built upon to translate outward into how you communicate what you're doing, your direction, your purpose to others. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. What do we need to dig into? What do we need to address or resolve in order to get you that clarity? You know, um, it was actually a conversation I had with you initially and you had asked me you know to recall or reflect on my childhood and what were those things that like brought me the most joy or like what did I do in my private time that was like just the essence of me and I'd been asked that question before and for the longest time I don't know if it's just due to like past traumas and like other stuff I've dealt with but like my recall is like extremely difficult uh, <laughs> to bring up and it's just been in the last probably month that I've been able to kind of dive into that and have had some realizations and what I envision my life as being in the future really coincides with those memories that I've been able to bring up as a child and they just aren't in alignment whatsoever with what I initially thought was my purpose and the direction I was going to take mm. And I just, I want to find a way to be okay with the innate me and to feel safe sharing that with other people so that I can live out my purpose versus having this centralized belief that my work needs to look a certain way in order to fulfill, you know, more materialistic things, I suppose, um, and so, yeah, I could go one direction and make really fantastic money and be able to provide for, you know, my family and the lifestyle that we seek to have. And then on the other hand, it's like, like my soul needs to be fed too. And I just don't know that I can allow myself mm. to go in this other direction. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be fulfilling doing the work that I thought I was going to do. It's just that that's not little me just isn't in that. Does that make sense? Like my inner child isn't being cared for and loved if I were to go that direction versus mm -hmm. <laughs> the other direction. Right. And so I guess like I have a lot of like inner child work to do. I just want to nurture that little girl again and like allow her to feel safe mm -hmm. to express herself today yeah. through me. Talk to me about what's coming up in your body as you speak about wanting to nurture this inner child. Just notice a shift in your energy and emotion. If you could just take a moment to tune in, what's happening for you? Um, like, where do you feel that as sensation in your body? Well, like right in the center of my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the center of your heart. And then you took a nice deep breath. So how open are you to exploring that sensation at the center of your heart? Yeah. <laughs> With a bit of hesitation. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to it because I know like this is the work that's going to bring me that clarity. Right. And so yeah. like, I can't keep leaving her there mm -hmm. in the dark to figure it out on her own. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And just so you know, at any point, um, like 
you're in charge here. You're completely directing this session. So the reason I asked for permission is you're fully able to say like, well, not today, you yeah. know? Um, and if you are open to a bit of an exploration of that, that sense at the heart, I'd love to, to guide you there. And if at any point you need to kind of pop out of it, that's totally cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you were talking about this. Um, there were a couple moments where I actually noticed this sensation kind of come up in you of, um, I don't know if it was a tenderness or what have you. It was when you said, I want to be my like innate me. And those might be paraphrased words. And then mm-hmm. at the end there, again, when you were like, my inner child needs that nurturing. And then you said you feel that at the center of your heart. So I'm wondering if you'd be open to uh, closing your eyes, if that feels safe. And just taking a deep breath in. And as you exhale, drop your awareness into your body to that space at the center of of your heart. And I'm curious just to check in. Do you still notice that sensation there? Has it kind of flicked away? No, it's still there. It's still there. Amazing. So if we could bring to the sensation, uh, maybe an intention of a like gentle, kind compassion in this exploration that can be really, really supportive. So with the intention of kindness and compassion, I invite you to just get a tiny bit closer to that sensation in the heart. Sometimes you can imagine that there's like a little you inside just walking up to it or exploring it as if it's the first time seeing it, noticing it. And the invitation here is to tune into the raw physical sensations. And I'm curious what you notice at the center of the heart, like how you would describe that sensation, if it's expansive or constrictive, light or heavy, how would you describe that sensation? I know it's really conflicted it. So I'm right in between being open (laughs) and closing. I don't really know how to Mm. explain that any differently. Mm, Beautiful. So just notice that, let that be okay. No need to fix it. Just feel it. This sense that there's a conflict there. There's a tightness and an expansion and there's a bit of, of tension. So if that were perfectly okay, and if, We were again meeting that sensation with a gentle, compassionate kindness and just approaching it and getting to know it a little more and taking time with it. How does that either shift or change or bring even more awareness to what's happening here? Um, And just... I'm seeing myself and I think I'm about 10. Mm-hmm. Seeing me, I'm seeing myself in my room and I can like feel the carpet mm-hmm. <laughs> underneath my knees. And I'm cutting paper and I'm crafting and I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this and, set- <laughs> continue. Sorry. It just, um, I'm not just talking to myself, but I'm talking to spirit and like connecting creativity, creativity, creatively. How do you say that? Creatively. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm such a jumble. Um, mm. But I almost feel like it's uh, 
like an honest memory and I'm just recalling maybe the time when I was becoming aware that <laughs> having that gift to communicate in that way wasn't maybe acceptable for some reason. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. So noticing this sensation at the heart, the tension of the expansion and contraction brought about this really clear memory, little you on your knees, feeling the carpet beneath you, cutting, being creative, feeling connected to the spiritual realm. And maybe there's this tension that like, oh yeah, of course I'm connecting to the spiritual realm and this part that's like, "Mm, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Or that's not safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel okay to continue and stay attuned to this memory and this sensation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in this memory, this noticing of this younger version of you and this creative and spiritual connection it, it brings up emotion, brings up this tenderness, this feeling tone. What are you noticing in your body now as you acknowledge that memory? She's really lonely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the awareness of this memory of you being creative and spiritually connected also comes with a loneliness and a sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite you to take another deep breath in through your nose. And as you exhale, if it feels safe and comfortable for you, connecting back in with the heart space. And if there's any other sensation in the body, um, that you're aware of at this moment, a raw physical sensation, you know, maybe throat, the chest, if there's tightness or openness. I'm just curious what you're noticing on that very raw physical sensation level now. Um, yeah, my throat. I've always kind of had throat chakra issues. And I always find it really difficult to uh, I guess talk about my <laughs> mm. I guess my gifts if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I also connect that I am an extremely creative and artistic person. Mm-hmm. Um and sharing my gifts has always been something that like I love creating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But to actually share my creations with others is something that's like very sensitive and private for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I do feel like it's something that is really, I guess, channeled for me. And so uh, creating something isn't just, I don't know, it's more otherworldly. And so now I'm like kind of connecting. Up. Feeling like I can't talk about that has also like really put in. Dabra and releasing my creations to the world for other people to like benefit and take joy from Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what I'm hearing you say is a a true acknowledgement of a gift and a gift that you've had since you were small 
uh, a gift of creativity that's also connected to spirituality. And it sounds like you have a really strong spiritual connection, intuitive connection, creative connection. Mm-hmm. And specifically, you spoke of, you know, speaking about it feels very sensitive. And of course it would, given the vulnerability of that process of connecting creatively and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you have an awareness of perhaps when you first learned that that expression of creativity and spirituality was unsafe or too sensitive to share or too overwhelming. What's your sense of that? Um, oh, <laughs> I just had a really weird realization. <laughs> Are you open to sharing it? Um, yeah, I think so. So uh, I dealt with two very traumatic um, passings of family when I was quite young, um, kind of between the ages of seven and eight. Mm-hmm. And one was my aunt, who I was extremely close to, um, and then also my grandfather. But um, my aunt would actually visit me after her passing and the memories I have of that are so, so clearly even like now I can close my eyes and I can remember Mm -hmm. uh, just how I felt and like every detail and like breath of air, like just so clear. And I remember I would draw her. Mm. And I would have like my little collection of pictures <laughs> that I would keep and I could look at. And then once I was open and I had shared both those experiences, um, she had stopped visiting me. Mm. Wow. And I felt like, you know, I was so little, maybe I didn't have a clear understanding, but it almost felt, I don't want to say like a punishment, but I guess I questioned why. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just the connection I made that by sharing that, you know, her spirit had moved on. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I don't, I can't connect with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what connection did you then draw as it relates to your creativity and your relationship with your aunt who passed I just really found a lot of solace in being able being able to you know think of her and (laughs) draw her and I guess that was like a physical manifestation of her that I I, know I wouldn't get again Mm -hmm. right yeah it sounds like you were really close with your aunt yeah and I don't know portraiture has just always been the art that I do so that's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in some ways, it makes perfect sense that creativity is uh, and and sharing your creativity is vulnerable, given that you freely drew someone who you loved. And if I heard you correctly, it was when you started sharing that creative work with other people that you felt uh, less connected with your aunt. You said she stopped visiting you. 
Yeah, when I had told, like verbally told someone about my visitations, right? then she stopped. Um, but yeah, I, I always would keep those drawings kind of hidden away because they were so private. I wouldn't <laughs> often share them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I just never. So then it makes perfect sense that there's this tension, you know, when you, when you connect in with a younger version of you, or you felt that, uh, you know, when you originally talked about nurturing that inner child, you felt it in your heart. And when you got a little closer to that sensation, it was like, there was both an expansion and a contraction and they were like being held in that same space all at once. Mm -hmm. And in the exploration of that, there was that memory of creativity and connection to guides, connection to the spirit world. Um, And when I asked you, like, when do you feel like it first became unsafe to share your creative work. This uh, aha moment happened with your, your aunt that drawing her and creating, it sounds like for you has always been a way of connecting to the spirit world, including specific spirits of people that you cared about in this yeah. human life who have passed on. Yeah. And it sounds like there's an association where when you shared that creative work, you cut off the connection to the spirits that felt important to you. Mm -hmm. So of course it would feel sensitive, vulnerable, scary, unsafe to share your creativity with the world. Mm -hmm. What comes up for you as you hear that reflection back? I have been doing some personal work lately um, around my (laughs) pelvic bowl space and just the idea that like our pelvises hold so so much like generations of information and just like as a woman it's like our creative space both to birth babies as well as ideas and to gestate them um and I don't know it's all just kind of connecting now but I took a course um within the last year about the great mother goddess and the way that that is like changed my life and opened me up to like, that's why I'm here in this moment right now. This is why I'm just questioning everything. But out of that came a collaboration with creating an Oracle deck around the great mother. And it's interesting because it's been like an utter joy. I haven't been so happy. Like, creating Mm -hmm. it such a long time and um that is definitely divinely guided and channeled and (laughs) it feels really like beautiful and right to be doing this Mm -hmm. and yet um (laughs) I think because of that spiritual connection uh, the artwork feels It's going to be weird to say this, but for me, it almost like there's a level of like not feeling safe sharing it because it's just so uh, me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, if I share this and put it out into the world, like I hope to, am I going to be rejected? Mm. Is it not going to be well received or people not going to understand it or get it, which I guess in essence means... I'm not understood or accepted, right? Um, And so I've kind of been struggling with uh, owning my artwork and claiming my artwork and feeling free to share it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
which is strange just because it's like a public creation. Like I am sharing it. Anyway, this comes back to my pelvic work with the woman that I've been working with, my naturopath. And uh, she brought that up recently where she's like, I know you to be such a creative person and you know your artwork is phenomenal. And yet she's like, I'm not sensing the creativity, mm. you know, within your pelvic bowl where you would like grow and birth those things. And that was really shattering to hear. Mm. Yeah, I'm really just, I'm really struggling and feeling safe with knowing that this is my purpose and like I wasn't given these gifts mm-hmm. to like waste them and yet mm-hmm. why am I feeling like you know it's a struggle to right feel safe moving into this potential <laughs> direction yeah and of course it would I think that's completely natural to feel like this tension between sensing your gifts and wanting to share them and mm-hmm. feeling unsafe to do so, um, given the trauma associated with early experiences of sharing your gifts. Um, and I think about, you know, various people I've spoken about uh, gifts with and their like unique purpose and unique genius. And uh, you're not alone in feeling like it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's like on one hand, it feels so purposeful and so aligned mm-hmm. and so guided by the spiritual realm by divinity, by source. Um, What word, what word would you use to, to describe um, that kind of higher space? What, what do you resonate with? Yeah. Like I would say source because source encompasses all souls, spiritual beings, my personal higher self, like just everything. And like, there's so much interconnectedness that like, you know, you can be individual, but you're not Mm -hmm. individual. Right. Right. Um, And so as an individual, I want to be able to share with like the greater whole so that I can feel that connectedness and Mm -hmm. to be able to support others in that way. So on one hand, you know that your gifts are inspired by source. Mm -hmm. And even when you talked about creating this Oracle deck, it's like it brought you such joy and expansion, which it sounds like that's part of how you know you're on the right path. Yes. And then on the other hand, because that sharing of your gifts is associated with trauma in some ways, it's really confusing. And and Mm -hmm. it makes sense that there would be worry and doubt and fear around that, given that the sharing in the past has created suffering for you. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it feels like unfair, you know, yeah. and disorienting and sort of like WTF source universe. What do you want me to do here? Right. I'm curious for you if you can connect back in with the little girl creating. Mm-hmm. What do you feel she needed? to feel safe and more secure in those creations? Mm, I don't know. Um, Mm. I feel like just being told that it's okay to be that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. That's such an interesting question because I feel like as a child, I like by my family anyway, I was always really supported and encouraged to be who I am. But I think when you're like, little and you have like these really like otherworldly weird things happening to you that it can feel just like scary right Mm -hmm. 
I'm feeling called to ask you, uh, just based on what you shared about this study that you've done around the great mother, mm-hmm. I'm curious if you could almost hold both the archetype of your inner child, mm-hmm. this brilliant, beautiful, skilled, gifted, creative, spiritual, connected inner child mm-hmm. who can't not create and also doesn't always feel super safe too. If you could kind of hold in your awareness that part of you and also maybe tap into the wisdom of the great mother or even like step into that archetype a little bit. This is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that possible? I realize what I'm asking you to do is kind of like um, masterful, <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm sensing, I'm just sensing that it, it, there's something here. Like, yeah. In what way could the great mother energy support and hold the creative child? Yeah. She, um, yeah, she's so multifaceted that she can, she covers all, (laughs) she covers all aspects. Um, Just because of course, great mother, she is source, right? Like she's the goddess. Mm. There's nothing that is too great for her. Mm -hmm. I think that's why my life has been shifting so much because I've been releasing a lot up to her. Um, I've been visiting myself as that small child, but also like as my virgin self and my mother self and, you know, currently like tasting my wild woman and like getting a glimpse of like who my crone self will be. Like all those things are the great mother. She is everything. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, she is. And I just, and this is why I say like my soul f- knows a hundred percent. Yeah. I just really just want to hold her. Mm. Like let her see that like everything's been okay. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay to, you know, to come out and play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a way that we can facilitate that sense of holding like in this moment You know, it it sounds like there was such profound wisdom there. Uh, What I heard when you said that was like your inner child speaking and saying, like, I want to be held Mm -hmm. and and also your capacity to access another part that just wants to do the holding. And so if you're open to it, I'd invite you to just take another deep breath in. And if it feels safe, you can let your eyes close. And as you exhale, drop in. What would it feel like, be like, look like to experience this holding? And I guess I invite you to, uh, I'm curious what version is, is present right now, what you're experiencing inside, if the child's more present or if the holder, the great mother, the mother in you is more present right now. Oh, yeah. It's my wild woman. Ooh. She's just like, she's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's angry and she's done and she's sure of her direction and what she wants and yet there's like you know it just almost feels like chaos around us and yet she's like a vicious warrior she can Mm. space for whatever it needs Mm. okay so the wild woman's present oh yeah love that 
(laughs) Yeah. If you could just be with that energy of the wild woman. And I don't know if you um, like, feel free to share if you, you visualize that or you feel it, or you hear it, like what sort of sense you tap into when you connect with that energy of the wild woman. Yeah, she's bare chested and just like hair to her waist and covered in mud it almost seems like like she's just one with the earth and her like she's just the essence of me mm. I guess and almost like a force field like nothing's going to nothing's going to break that barrier like her mind is set and she's mm-hmm. like here to go to war for that mm-hmm. little girl and where where is the little girl in this picture she just curled up on her lap. Mm, okay. So just feel into that. Ooh, I just got a wave of truth tingles. Big time. <laughs> just feel into that, this wild woman archetype that exists within you, this raw warrior protective. You said she creates like a force field. It's like she, uh, I'm getting this image of like surrounds the inner child with an energetic cape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can just be with that image and feel into the kind of essence of it. And I'm curious if you're more so embodying the wild woman right now or the child sitting on her lap. The child. Yeah. So just notice what that feels like as the child. If you can just be there with the wild woman being held, being protected, being supported by this warrior type Notice what happens for the child when you anchor into this sense, into this experience. What are you noticing? Although it, um, I can feel the strength and like a lot of power around me. Like her body and her arms are really soft. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing with her hair. Mm -hmm. And I look up at her and she just kisses my face. Mm, beautiful I welcome you to just really receive that for that child in you to receive that strong power integrated with the soft flesh long hair gentle kisses just really let that in feel that in your body Acknowledging and recognizing that you can come back here at any point. You can, that inner child in you can surround herself with the wild woman archetype to feel held and safe. And if you were to just check in with your body in this moment, like what are you noticing? And particularly in that area of the heart, if notice if that feels any different, any different sensations there. I just feel really relaxed. Beautiful. So trusting that your body remembers that, remembers this sensation of relaxation, of softness, of calmness. I invite you to stay here for a few more moments before we come back. Just allowing yourself to soak in this relaxation, this holding, this safety and support. And if there's any final interaction that is needed to help support a sense of like 
closure before coming out of this scene, invite that now. And you can keep that experience to yourself if you'd like, or you can speak it into the space. Yeah, instead of being curled up on our lap, just open up and sit forward with her. And what wisdom is here for you about what you need the next time that the creative impulse feels unsafe? Or the next time that the doubt, the worry, the fear arises, what wisdom can you glean from this that could support you in the future? Yeah, the safety is there inside me. Mm. I can be strong for myself and just like have that surety that like it's okay to be me and be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of our session, you said that you wanted support with navigating change and specifically mm-hmm. these questions around your purpose, your direction, the path that you're on. You said that you would know that you got what you came here for by feeling more clear, mm-hmm. maybe more than two out of 10 clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, um, just in reflecting that back, where do you feel like you're at now? How much progress do you think we've made towards that initial intention? Mm, quite a bit. Um, being able to make the connection between my uns- like <laughs> my feeling unsafe and my creativity, mm-hmm. um, that's like crystal clear now. And I <laughs> can already feel that I'm going to make serious progress in that area. So that's amazing. And... Yeah, I really do think that my direction forward has a lot to do with putting my creations out into the world. And like that just feels even better now. Mm. Yeah, I have, I have the waves of tingles when you say that, which is <laughs> definitely how my clairsentience works. <laughs> so yeah, and, and given that it was really the on the physical plane, like you, you know you're on the path spiritually, but on the physical plane, what might you do once we get off of this call to help you integrate this wisdom um, to take that next baby step forward that's in alignment with what we move through today? Meditation probably, or just sitting quietly with myself so I can do a little chatting with my guides. And (laughs) we are honestly... I think picking up my paper and pencils and allowing myself to just create whatever that little girl wants to come out for a period of time. Mm. Better not be for anybody else, just but me. And yeah, Mm. have a little conversation with her. (laughs) That sounds like the perfect way to integrate to connect with your guides, which of course is part of your gift Mm -hmm. to pick up a pencil and paper and create, and maybe let that inner child lead the way in the Mm -hmm. creation Mm -hmm. and to really integrate and enjoy that process. Yes. Beautiful. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today and for being so authentic and open and ready to receive I really appreciate your presence in the space today. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Take really good care. You too.
Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, here's your opportunity to integrate. I invite you to reflect in whatever way serves you best. This might be journaling. You might bring these questions into meditation, whatever works for you. Talk it out with a friend. I invite you to ask yourself these questions. Number one, what did I get lost in as a kid? What was it that brought me bliss, joy, where time stopped? Tap into your memory bank, pull out an old memory and just like contemplate that question. Play it out, write it out. And if you'd like to go deeper, part two is this. At what point did I learn to cut off that experience or that continuing on that path was unsafe? That's all for today. Can't wait to hear from you. Take really good care. Bye-bye.